0: So, Are you all good? All right. Can you give us a few more minutes? All right. Good. I know we've done a lot this morning. I don't want to wear you out on this Labor Day Sunday, but check this out. This is really incredible. We have the seventh case now confirmed of uh, terminal cancer healed. Number seven. Now... Okay, I say that through, through, at least partially through our ministry. I mean, God heals a lot more than seven cases, but you know what I'm saying. Um, here's what happened back in May. This is really special to me because Matt Stewart, you know, my best friend and our friend that was killed this past um, June, He his, one, his first and only time in our healing rooms that we have here, the first and third Thursdays, Uh, a man that, me and Steve Lappin, who's on the back row back there, and Matt were in the room that night, and um, this guy walked in that goes to another church, somehow somebody told him about our healing rooms, and uh, it was was really funny because he knew Steve from like nine years ago, they came to his home group and stuff, but it turned out he had a stage four case of melanoma um, going on, That spread, you know, there were like tumors in his abdomen and all this stuff, it was really, really serious. And uh, so we prayed that night, and it was good. And then he came back two consecutive times following that. And then um, Pam, is Pam here this morning? Pam, I can't remember your last name. I'm sorry (laughs) if you're here. But anyway, she's part of our Healing Rooms team. This past Thursday, she came in as we were getting ready to start, and she said did you hear about Scott? And we were like, no, we didn't hear. it. she said, I went over to this guy's house and he was there sharing his testimony. And as of last week, the doctors declared him cancer-free. You know? <laughs> so we were like, Woo! <laughs> we, were just, we were just high-fiving, you know, <laughs> and moving on. And then, then we went right into the prayer times in the rooms and this lady who had just driven by and seen the sign her daughter-in-law had stage 4 lung cancer. And so she came and kind of stood in for her daughter-in-law and then wants us to send a team to their house on Wednesday night to pray over her daughter-in-law and this lung cancer. She's only 39 years old. And so, um, you know, another opportunity to see God's glory made manifest. And then also a man who actually goes to church here. They're fairly new. He was in the first service named Mark. He's got prostate cancer. He was here also. And so it was really exciting to um, be built up in our faith by what the Lord's done and just say a testimony means in the Old Testament, as Anne Stepanek made me aware a long time ago, do it again. So, you know, you hear this testimony and then you go in and you pray, do it again, Lord. Amen. So just like with the cases of, uh, of diabetes, it's like, do it again, God. It's such an awesome thing. So we're just so grateful because God's glory is manifest and being poured out all over the earth. And as the times are rough and hard and so many things going on, you know, it's just uh, it's a good thing to let your mind dwell on the things that God's doing, not the things that he's not doing. Amen. (laughs) So let me grab Sarah's Bible here and you come up here with me, babe. So we're going to we're going to talk together this morning, get a double whammy. And uh, last Wednesday, Byron was emphasizing that he felt, the Lord was emphasizing to him that wherever he went, by the way, Byron and Becky, our lead pastors, are on vacation this week, so I'm not Byron, if you're looking at it for him, but I am Matthew, in case you're new. And uh, um, anyway, they're on vacation with their clan, and Andy, our worship pastor, is at another church this morning leading worship, and uh, Marlon and Mary also some pastors there on a Labor Day camping trip or something like that. And uh, uh, a lot of those words of knowledge were all from Marlin from the campsite this morning. You see the beauty of texting your words of knowledge? It's, it's just awesome. I'm pumped about that, man. It's like, you know, kind of new technology involved with spiritual activity. Anyway, you can write it down on a piece of paper and bring it to me. Okay, that, that's fine. We'll get them out there. That's the point. All right, but anyway, Byron was talking about... Um, the Lord emphasizes just an intimate relationship with Him, like that us as Christians, us as individuals really be exhorted and reminded about our, um, it sounds cliche, I know, but personal relationship with our Savior and with our God. And uh, so, you know, I was thinking about it like this. It's kind of like the fundamentals of the faith. You know, how many athletes do we have in the room this morning? Okay, former athletes, it's good enough. You know, come on now. I know there's more athletes than that. Like athletes on video games, maybe you played Madden, you know, come on. Anyway, <laughs> fantasy football, and you know, we'll throw it in there. Um, you know, even the great Tiger Woods, who, if you don't know, is a golfer. Okay. Tiger Woods, you know, he just went through this knee injury and knee surgery. What did he do after that? He had to go back to fundamentals, right? He had to go back to the mechanics of his swing. He had some things that he had to fix with the challenges of the way that his body had shifted and changed. He had to go back to those things. He had the jump shot, shooting free throws in basketball. Whatever it is, it's like sometimes even though they're the top pro in the game, they never lose sight of the most basic things. And Ryan told me a great illustration for that of Vince Lombardi. That every year as the new players were coming into, was in the Green Bay, in the, in the spring training or the camp there, get ready for the season. The first thing that he did was hold up a football and say, alright guys, this is a football. Now let's start from there. You know, And these are professional football players. So, so here we go church, this is a Bible. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> So the fundamentals, but what we really want to focus on, and we really just um, over the years have just developed this extreme passion for, is seeking him in the secret place. We want to talk about the secret place this morning and just the fundamentals of that, of what that is in our lives. Because you could have been a Christian for 40 years and sometimes you get in a rut. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes it's just like maybe what you were doing before in your time with the Lord in the secret place isn't what it was before. And you know, you kind of maybe try this formula and that and nothing seems... But sometimes just somebody exhorting you and saying, hey, even though they don't even know that you're in a rut... They say to you, well, here's what I do. I've been doing this. And you think, yeah, I think I'm going to try that. You know, And then you do, and there's some kind of life breathed into you. Maybe it's the testimony thing. I don't know what it is. But I know Byron, as my mentor, has done that with me from time to time. And has really, you know, reinvigorated me with some life in my personal time with the Lord. So I want to start with a, a, a story about Gabriel, and he told me I could share this, so he's not going to get too embarrassed. But this past <laughs> week, we uh, went shopping for school supplies, and Gabe got him a new journal. It had dogs on the front, real excited about it. And uh, he was so excited about writing uh, words that the Lord gave him in this journal that he came to Sarah that night and said, Mommy, Tomorrow morning I'm gonna get up with Daddy and spend time with the Lord. I'm going to spend time with God. And she's like, okay. Now, Gabe is one of those kids that you would call like a sleeper inner. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not an early riser like Ben, for example, who gets up around six thirty usually. Gabe, you know, maybe 9, you know, whatever. But um, this particular night, he came into our bedroom, unbeknownst to me, because I was sound asleep, at two thirty in the morning. And woke Sarah up and what did he say to you? And is it morning yet? Is it morning yet? Is it time yet? He was so excited, right, Gabe? About about his no, not quite. You're not on there. Nope, not quite. Not quite. Yeah. Please don't wake up. So For some reason, maybe there was an anointing that night, Gabe on you. But I actually, I don't normally get up this early, so I don't think I'm more spiritual than I am. But I actually woke up at like quarter to five, and I couldn't go back to sleep. You know, one of those things. So finally, about five, I had this book by Bob Sorge that I wanted to read on glory, and so I thought, I'm gonna get up and finish this book. You know, (laughs) so I get up and I'm reading that. About quarter to six, Gabe comes out of his bedroom, and he's got his pajamas. His journal, the dog's on the front, and a big smile. And here he comes to spend time with the Lord and Dad. And so he plops down in the overstuffed chair next to me. And I like to start out with some worship on my iPod in the morning. And uh, I used to play the guitar a lot in the morning, just in my devotional time. But I always woke up the kids. You know, so how many people know, sometimes your devotional time has to shift a little bit. People say I have a quiet time. I always had a loud time. I don't know what quiet times are, but anyway. And then the mom comes in, shh, keep it down. You know, we are trying to sleep in here. <laughs> anyway, so Gabe comes in, and I said to him, I said, Gabe, when you woke up, first thing, what song was in your spirit? He goes, well, I don't know. I said, let me tell you what I'm talking about. God of the Angel Armies, just the first song that came into my spirit. You guys know that song, right? God of the Angel Arm is Jonathan Helter. Great song, 15 minutes long. Pretty lengthy worship <laughs> song. So I put one ear pod in my ear and he puts the other one in his ear. And we just sit there and we just soaked for 15 minutes. We just sat there, it didn't say anything. It just said, God of the Angel Arm. You know, we're just worshiping the Lord and it was such an awesome time. And I could just, I don't know if you felt this gay, but... He's smiling so big. I just felt the presence of the Lord coming in there. And I was like, "All right, Gabe, you got your journal. We're worshiping now. What word did God drop into your spirit? You know, while we were worship, while we were soaking, and he started writing. I think his name, which is an awesome word, Gabriel Isaac, and uh, God, and we wrote glory, and we. He had a bunch of scriptures he wanted me to write down in his journal, but I remember we wrote Gabriel and we wrote the definition: the strength of God. And Isaac, which means laughter or joy, so put two and two together, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I was like, see, Gabriel, this is your life. This is who you are, you know, and uh, (laughs) so that was awesome. And then we talked about talking to God and what prayer is and everything, you know. And so that got me to thinking about the secret place and quiet times. And uh, just in case you think we're more spiritual parents than we are, um we 're not good at family devotion hour, you know I mean we you know usually when we 've tried that it 's ended up in more of a fight and like trying to get the kids to be quiet and listen to the verse. Any parents know what i 'm talking about, like uh, why are we doing this? you know and, uh, but so I live for the moments like that where God just spontaneously drops something into one of my son's or da- daughter coming up spirit, and they just um, step into something in, in the spirit realm, Amen. So just be encouraged, parents. I've been encouraged by the Lord continually reiterating to me. Sometimes this is scary, but sometimes encouraging is my kids are going to become more of who I am than what I say. You know, the the passion that we have for things is more than likely going to become a passion that begins to burn in their hearts. And real quick, Andy told me one of his friends. One time when he was a boy, he walked through, one of his most impressionable memories growing up was walking through the living room in the middle of the night for some reason, bad dream or whatever. He walked through and he found his dad on his knees like this, just worshiping the Lord. You know, he's like, that just stuck with me. You know, I'm sure his dad didn't do that every night, but it's probably one of those things where he was up for some reason, you know, and it's like, man, parents, just the uh, passion that we have, the zeal for the Lord can go so far, I really believe that, you know, and I know for some of you who have grown kids, hopefully you will amen what I'm saying, okay, but,
1: uh, (laughs) and I just want to say the reason that we really, we were really, I was so excited last night about sharing this when we were talking together, because this, sharing with somebody else, you know, how to get closer to Jesus, yeah, has got to be the most exciting thing you ever get to do it's like I told Matthew, it's like it's like getting to say, You see, Jesus, you see him right here. Let me help you. Come on, come on. You really, this is the lover of your soul. You will be awakened, you will be awakened when you get near him. Yeah. Come on, come on, come closer. Come on, you see, you stand right here, you just wait, let his love absolutely consume you and then you will be able to love him back. Yeah. It takes God to love him. Yeah, You know, it takes him loving you and you realize when you're in his presence, his love consumes you and therefore this love comes forth out of you for him. You know, so we were so excited. Anytime we get to talk about, you know, you want to share with people because it's, it's, When you first become a Christian and you're trying to decide, okay, great, I'm here, but what do I do now? Mm -hmm. You know, when I realized that walking with the Lord was a relationship, it was not a list of do's and don'ts, Mm -hmm. it was not a how do I figure out how to get myself right. Yeah. You know, but this is a relationship with a king that loves me extravagantly. That this is a journey, it's an adventure. It's going to change. You're going to go through different seasons. But it's the walking it out. It's another thing that when I went to YWAM, Youth with the Mission, at one point, when I came back from there, I mean, when we were there, it was like three months, you know, just seeking the Lord by ourselves. And then three months in South Africa, you know, people were just... It was exciting. And then after that, we got to go on GX Jam. I got to go do this group of bikers, bladers, boarders, and dancers for Jesus. And I was getting to do hip hop dance and it was so much fun it was such a high with the Lord Mm -hmm. and I was so worried about coming back and when I got back to realize after months and months after a year or so after to realize there was so much more in the Mm day-to-day walking with the Lord and seeing him meet me there just as powerfully Mm -hmm. and seeing him Change me from the inside, speak to me in those places. It was like, Oh man, Lord, I thought I was gonna you know, I was gonna come off this high and think, Oh man, now this is gonna be a bummer. <laughs> you know, I don't have all my friends, I don't have you know, how am I gonna do this? But it was like the Lord was saying, Oh, this is an adventure. This is a life adventure. Just wait. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, and, and also um, you know, this year has been kinda one of those potential years for somewhat of a letdown just in terms of being such a difficult year. You know what I'm saying? How many people have had kind of a difficult year in 2009 financially or health-wise or your family or whatever? Some people are putting two hands up, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's a difficult year. but uh, And there's a psalm that Bobby Conner gave us towards the beginning of the year, uh, one chapter of a psalm of David, that really, as I read it again this week, I was like, Man, Lord, not only is this good, but this is a description of what really has gone on, you know, this year. So let's take again a look at Psalm 27. If you want to turn there in your Bible, you can do so, and we'll put it up in the on the screen. But I want to emphasize and highlight a couple of key parts here. Um, A Psalm of David: The Lord is my light and my salvation; whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life; whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. Now does those three verses not kind of describe what a lot of us have been through in 2009? It's like a host of adversaries, some evildoers... You can detect disappointment in David's tone there. It's been a hard time. Yet as he comes here to verse 3, he says, Though it all arise against me, in spite of this I shall be confident. My heart will not fear. I will not give in to worry and panic and anxiety. Amen? Let's move on to the next little section here. The next three verses. The, you guys, A lot of you know this very familiar passage. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that I shall seek. You remember the one thing? Curly, City Slickers? Only one thing. I was talking to you about that this week. Uh, one thing. You yeah, know, Billy Crystal's trying to figure out the whole movie what the one thing is. He tells us one thing I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Who's the house of the Lord? Thank you. You are. And the rest of us too. I am the house of the Lord and the new covenant, right? You are a temple. So wh- where does the Lord dwell? In the house. Where do I long to be all my days? Well, that's convenient within inside my, myself. <laughs> I want to be where the Lord is and He's right here. It's just as simple as that. Right here. In the house of the Lord to do what? To behold, to gaze, to stare out, to, to magnify the beauty of the Lord beauty means manifold colors expressions of God to behold those things are so amazing and that's what Sarah was talking about that our passion has become so consumed with this great God of ours sometimes I like to remind myself of from where I came and remind the enemy of where he's going You know, because that becomes important sometimes when we're fighting through seasons like this to meditate, and this is the last part of this verse, to meditate in His temple. Meditation is such a powerful exercise or discipline or whatever you want to call it in the Christian faith because unlike the New Agers, we're not just clearing our mind of nothing. We're filling our mind with everything of the fullness of Christ. Like Paul said in his, one of his letters, let all the fullness of Christ dwell in you. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. So in terms of things, practical things, in our, in our times with the Lord, um, as I spoke of me and Gabe just soaking to that song, Like soak and let meditation be a real priority in your life because one of the beauties of meditation is it doesn't have to just happen in this one hour or 30 minute time you've got set aside every day, right? Driving down the highway, even sawing the board or whatever you're doing at work. Whatever you're doing, your mind can constantly dwell upon whatever it is that God has planted in your heart. And let me take this opportunity to remind you too, again, the sanctified imagination. Okay, I know I've been saying that a lot. The sanctified imagination. I think we're just on the tip of the iceberg as to what this means, because I think the Lord sometimes speaks to us a lot more than things we believe we're just kind of dreaming up, than we would like, than we really understand. Okay, you may not believe that, and that's okay. And I, I'm not. I'm just saying the Lord has reinforced that to me in the past couple of weeks. I have seen things, heard things, felt things that I really thought. To be completely honest, was me kind of just making things up, okay? And it turned out, by confirmation from another person and some other details, to be the Lord. And there was no more body more surprised than me. I was like, oh, wow, that was the Lord? Yeah, I knew that, you know. <laughs> so, I, you know, anyway, I think, though, it comes back to meditating upon the, upon the word. Did, you had something to add there, too, about soaking.
1: Well, oh yeah, we were. Oh. I was gonna, oh,
0: go ahead with whatever.
1: What I was just thinking about is—is is it is that that soaking thing in the, the fact that that the Lord really revealed to me that it was about a relationship, you know, at one point that that it wasn't about a list of dos and don'ts. And He also showed me then. I mean, because over your life He will wreck you with your, He'll wreck your paradigms. He'll wreck your idea of how yeah. things go. He's good. If at you've that. noticed, you know. Your, your doctrines will get thrown out the window. You'll, he just comes when you need Him to. He'll come and totally just change things mm. in you. And, and I, one thing that I've realized is, along with the relationship is the soaking. I have been blown away to realize that, that it really is just soaking in the presence of the Lord simply getting in the presence of the Lord over and over and over. And and that's one thing the Lord's done in us is, is speaking to us about grace. If you're a parent and you got kids, you will learn grace real quick because your kids will come in. You, it's not like it can be real orderly and nice and I can just enjoy some time. Not even if it's just your kids, if you're busy, if you've got lots of things, mm-hmm. and you have to, you you learn that it is a journey, it's an adventure with the Lord, it's not about, you know, just having to have some structure, not, mm-hmm. not that that's not good, but it's, it's about your whole life being His, your whole life dwelling and, and being in His presence. But if you set those times aside to really just turn on, for us, worship music, getting You know, fresh worship music. And when we get there in that place, realizing it's when we see you, Lord, we'll Mm, be like you. When we see you, Mm. we'll be like you. As I set my eyes on you, I will be transformed Mm -hmm. by your presence. I'll be transformed. Oh, it's the grace and mercy of God that He's going to love us. He's going to change us. He's going to transform us. He is going to place those desires. Our desires will become His desires. There's There's grace. There's grace. There's grace. There's grace. There's grace. There's grace in this place. Okay? There's grace just to get with the Lord to realize He's your daddy. Okay? Just climb up in His lap. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not about you being Knowing all the words. That's what I love. That's why I love speaking in tongues. (laughs) Because, Lord, I'm just going to get in there and speak in tongues, and you're going to take me in. You know, I realized this week I was sitting down, and I just was kicking my feet up and was going to read something real quick while the baby went to sleep and the kids were outside. And I just was going to read something real quick, and it was like instant. It was an instant moment where I was aware of the presence of the Lord in front of me. And it was like all of a sudden tears just came to my mm. I just was about to just cry right there because I realized oh my goodness I'm being overwhelmed by the love of the Lord. Mm. What's happening is I'm in his presence and I'm aware I've recognized that's one thing we teach love to teach people that have you know are just getting started with with walking with the Lord is Okay, you want to know how to hear the voice of the Lord? It's called recognizing His voice. He's speaking to you, but as you walk with Him more, as you spend more time with Him, you're going to recognize that voice. Mm -hmm. If you get on the phone, you call somebody you know, they pick up, they say hello, or if they call you, okay, you don't know who's calling, they call you, you pick up, you say hello, you hear that voice. If it's somebody you've spent a lot of time with, you don't have to say, who are you? Mm -hmm. You just start talking back. You know, even if they're joking with you and they're trying to play tricks on you and they're playing like they're somebody else, you know who they are. You know? Because you recognize the voice. And that's part of soaking. That's part of just getting yourself in the presence of the Lord. You know, you will recognize His voice. And that's what I realized was I just recognized His presence. And in His presence, He is full of love. He is love. Okay? So, when you're in His presence, all of a sudden this love for Him just starts burning. It's this burning because His love is absolutely consuming you. Mm. All of a sudden you've been yeah. taken over by this love that absolutely your body... You know, we couldn't really mm. stand if the glory of the Lord was revealed. The, I mean, yeah. in its capacity. yeah. This body couldn't hold it. You know, we would be like... We would just... We would all be flat on our faces, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and we would have no choice, you know, because it's the glory and the presence of the Lord. So you get in that presence and that's it takes God to love God. It mm-hmm. takes God to love God. His love takes you over. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Lord, I love you. I love yeah. you. OK, my baby's asleep. My kids are outside. <laughs> I was stressed maybe a minute ago, but now not. You know, it's that it's the love of the Lord and what he's doing. If you feel this right now in this time, in the season, I feel it. He's refining our focus. He is refining. He's tuning us in. He's tuning us in. Those things, so that the things of the world, the cares, the anxieties, will Mm -hmm. just fall away as we are tuned in. Our focus is set in on Him. And we are consumed in His presence and in those other things. And we will learn how to get there quickly. Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to get there quickly. When that anxiety, that stuff wants to come on, okay, Lord, just... Set my eyes on you, Lord. Consume me in your presence and let me recognize your presence as you're here.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. So, in verse 5, I just want to touch a couple other things real quick. In the time of trouble, like in 2009, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. There it is, in the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. You ever notice there he says he's going to hide me, but he's going to put me way up high on a rock. Does that sound like hiding? It's the safest place you can be upon the rock of Christ. Just He exalts you. Plus, you know, a lamp can't be hidden if it's going to give out its light. You know how Jesus talks about that in the New Testament? We become a city on a hill to that the, literally the world can watch us burn for the Lord. And now my head will be lifted up. And this last part, you wonder about all the carrying on, the shout and the loud noise. His tent sac- We offer his, in His tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. Have you ever heard a quiet shout? <laughs> anyway, all right. I will sing. Sing and make music to the Lord. All right, verse 8. Let's move on. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, O Lord, I shall seek. See, there it is. It takes God to love God. God was the pursuer here. When he said, Seek me, then I responded, Seek your face. We were born for glory. We were born for an outpouring of God's glory. God is pursuing us right now in our preparation for that. I think that's what you're talking about. Let's move on here. I want to get down to verse 13. David goes on kind of lamenting in verse 7 through 10. And if we can just go down to verse 11... I'm sorry, I'm messing you up, friend. There we go, good job. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. Do not deliver me over to the desire of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and such as breathe out violence. I would have despaired. I would have lost heart. I would have just given it up and thrown it all out when my best friend died when Barry Morley passed away, when David and Stacey's baby died, I would have given up when somebody I prayed for didn't get healed. I would have changed my theology on healing. You know, I would have, or when I lost my job, whatever the situation is, I, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of David here. and your, Put yourself in the shoes of David. He said, I would have given it all up. I would have despaired unless I believed this one thing. That I would see the goodness of the Lord. I would see the glory of God before I die. David saw that glory being poured out when the tabernacle was restored. When it was brought back to Jerusalem. He saw things that nobody in that day ever saw. They thought they would see again. He pulled in, and we've heard this before, he pulled in even new covenant access to the throne room That at that time, only the Levites, only the priests were allowed to have that kind of access to the Holy of Holies. Because why? Because he saw in the future, he saw in advance across the time and space spectrum, and he pulled into his day. And what I believe the Lord wants to say this morning, too, about the secret place, is just to encourage you that in your secret place, you can pull in to your day, you can pull into our generation a manifestation of His presence that maybe only our grandparents dreamed of. We can pull in, through faith, just a manifestation of His glory that makes seven cancer cases look just pale in comparison to thousands that pour out maybe in a single week or in one meeting. Here's something that dawned on me this week. You know all the scare about swine flu? And you know, I know it's kind of scary and everything. It's an opportunity. I was like, Lord, show me people people with the flu. Let me start with lower strains of the flu first, Lord. fill my face up. Let me go after people that have the flu until I see them healed of the flu. Instantly if possible, maybe a few days if necessary. Of the flu, let's get them healed. Because what a greater opportunity... Then if something like the pandemic scare really did happen, and we said, well, we got a healing room, you can come here. Everybody that comes gets healed of swine flu. Do you think people are going to be interested in the gospel? Do you think we would have enough faith to pray for them? <laughs> That's a the bigger story. <laughs> you know, I know that sounds risky, but I'm just, I'm just throwing out something that I believe the Lord is going to do some really significant things. Now, let me remind you of this. Sorry, I didn't mean to take your time. Um, Exodus 33:18. all right? I'm not going to go there, but here's the story. You probably know it. Moses is in the glory cloud speaking face to face with God, and he says to him, Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord responds, I'll cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. So he responds in the affirmative. So what is the glory of God? It's all the goodness of God. Those words are synonymous. Well, back there in that verse 13, if you can put that back up, he says, I'm confident of this. I will see the goodness, synonym, glory. What's the glory? The manifest presence of God, of the Lord, in the land of the living. I'm sure we're seeing greater outpourings of glory right now than we did in 2006. I'm sure we're going to see more outpourings in 2009 and 2010 than we're seeing right now. The glory of God is pouring out. Okay, and everywhere I turn, I see confirmations of this from the prophets in the body of Christ, like Bob Jones and Bobby Connor and Larry Randolph and uh, who was that one? Uh, I was this? oh John Paul Jackson and uh, Bob Sorge. He wrote a book uh, almost nine years ago about this. About the and William Seymour from the Azusa Street Revival, I spoke on that a few months ago. The hundred-year uh, prophecy that the glory cloud that appeared in that little stable a hundred years ago in California is returning all over the planet. So whatever the expression or the manifestation or the visible sights of it is, we know this for sure. God. Wants to cover the earth with his glory as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk two fourteen. He prophesied that hundreds thousands of years ago. As the waters cover the sea, the glory's coming. I I pray. I use these prayer um, promptings by the prophetic voices and stuff of the warnings and all the bad stuff. You know, I use those to pray against them and understanding my kingdom authority. That those things don't have to happen. But I don't know about you, maybe you're not the same as me. I'm just saying for me, I can't let my mind dwell on all the doom that's coming. You know, I mean I you know, I mean I'm not saying it's not there's not true, you know, the Lord there's things happening, undeniable, but I gotta let my mind dwell on the glory. Oh Lord, the glory's here. It's being poured out. Where's the next sick person to pray for? You know, give us something that we can contend for, like allergies. That's what we're contending for this morning. I want to see just like tons of cases of allergies healed. So, if, if you do have a manifestation of healing allergies, and I'm sure some of you will, please let me know, okay? One thing that drives me crazy is people get healed and they don't tell anybody. Like, there's an email set up, it's in your bulletin, a voicemail you can call. But because that's so important, like, I want to go from allergies and bl- to blind eyes. You know, let's contend for that, A swine flu, to cancer, like let's quote-unquote own in the spirit realm an authority over these sicknesses and diseases that the glory of God can be revealed to the earth. Amen? All right. Tag. So, well, I mean,
1: we're just wrapping it up.
0: Yeah, we're wrapping what, it up.
1: What the Lord's doing, right, what we're saying is that He's tuning us in. Yeah. He's. he's refining our focus in this time. I really, really, really believe this. Yeah. You know, He's getting our focus tuned in so we can, we can really go with Him mm-hmm. on all these things. And this is what the Lord told me is, you know how there's, there's, there can be years... I mean, we really are looking for this time where this, there's this big explosion and the glory comes. But be encouraged. Because what's happening is, the Lord was telling me, what's happening is, Day by day by day that you're getting pre- in the presence of the Lord. When you see me, you'll be like me. Okay? Yeah. You are being transformed and you're not even realizing it, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. You're not Encouraged. even seeing yeah. the, great, the greatness of what He's doing in some of us. You know, if we would look back over the past couple years, we wouldn't believe Yeah, we're at where we were, where we are. You know, it's like when you have kids and you're around them all the time, and then you go see somebody that you haven't seen in years, and they're like, man, your kids have grown up. But you've been with them every day. Mm -hmm. The Lord's saying, I'm going to do great things in you, and I'm going to bring you to places to where you can face things, where these things come, and you'll be ready. If you will set your eyes on me, yeah. let me consume you. And the thing the Lord spoke me, to me the other day when I was in the, that time with the Lord where I saw Him and I just felt like weeping, in that moment I felt like the Lord. I was just saying, Lord, I knew this. When you waste your life on Him, you when you really make that choice, Lord, I'm going to pour it all out. I'm going to waste my life on You. I know that I'm going to come out at the end with no regrets. Mm. When you Amen. pour out, when yeah. you just pour it all out, yeah. when you just you just set your mm. heart on, oh, Lord, I want to know you. I know you know me. Mm. I know you know me. Your yes. thoughts are vast. Your thoughts are more than the grains mm. of sand toward me. You You've known me. You know my sitting down, my rising up. You mm. see my thoughts from afar. If I go down to hell, you're there. If I go to the heights, you're there. Mm. Everywhere I go, you're there. And Lord, if I choose with my whole heart, I feel like this is what He's doing in us. He's Mm. stirring up a passion. He's stirring up a passion in us that says, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give it all. I'm not going to hold one thing back. Mm. I'm just going to pour it all out. I'm going to pour it all out. I'm going to pour it all out. And I'm going to get in that place with you, Lord, where your love Mm. consumes me, your grace consumes me. Me. Yeah. Your peace consumes me. And I'm going to pour it all out. And even if I didn't yesterday, I'm saying today it's a fresh day of surrender. It's yeah. a fresh day of surrender. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Today. There's a yeah. fresh day for surrender to yeah. say, Lord, I want to pour it all out from this point on. Mm-hmm. I want to give you everything. I want to hold nothing back. And I know that if I do that, I'm going to get to the end mm-hmm. with no regrets. Yeah. With yeah. no regrets. You are going to, yeah. as I in, I'm in your presence, I'm going to be made like you. I don't have to worry about being able to do it in my own strength. Your grace, your power, it's not in my strength, but in yours, Lord. You're, by your spirit, by your spirit, by his spirit. Mm-hmm. It's all worked out.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Lord, pour out passion in our hearts. Y'all stand up here. I just want to just say this too. If to, we, yeah.
1: Psalm 139, if you get time with the Lord, read Psalm 139 and just let the Lord refresh you about how mm. much He knows you. Yeah. About how much He really knows you. You're known by Him, you were created by Him.
0: So, in just a minute, I want you to just release that passion into our hearts, that desire for the secret place. I just saw like a flamethrower just going across this room, just filling people with just a desire for the secret place, with just a desire for the things of the Lord, with just like a burning inside, just, just uh, talking to their friends about it all the time, like communicating the passions in their heart, and just letting that fire burn. I just feel like we just need to flam that flame. Ugh. Fan that flame, Lord, this morning. And, um, but before you pray that, there's, some, there's one or two people especially in here that are just absolutely desperate. Like you're absolutely desperate. I think at least one of you doesn't know God. Like you're not, you haven't been born again. You don't, you're not really sure if you're going to heaven when you die, that kind of thing. But you're in a very, very desperate and kind of shaky place. And I just wanted you to know that you've come to a place right here today for an important reason and that is because your creator is here to meet with you and to love you and to just accept you with open arms and to bring you into his world and uh, so as we, as we have time for people to come up front here, I want you to come up here and say, I'm that person and I'm going to pray with you and it's going to be an exciting start to a journey. That will never end. Yeah. Amen. And today
1: is that day of fresh surrender. I really believe that. Today is the day for fresh surrender with the Lord. Yeah. And I heard this uh, bishop was speaking this, singing this over and over, and I really believe this. Tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. Tomorrow, about this time, there's coming a day really soon if you'll just take step by step. You may be in a place... Where you feel like things in your life are like quicksand around you. And all you need to do right now is take one step. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus and take one step. Keep on stepping. Keep on stepping. Don't, don't mm. stop and look down and try to figure out how to get out of the quicksand. Yeah, Just take your eyes good. up to Jesus. Look, mm. at, Jesus look mm. at Jesus and keep stepping. Look at mm. Jesus and keep stepping. Look at Jesus and keep stepping. And tomorrow, about, about this time, time things, things are, are going to change. change. Tomorrow, I declare it. About this This time, time, things things are are going to change. change. Lord, we just ask You, release. Release breakthrough, Lord. Release breakthrough, Lord God. Let Your glory fall, Lord. We want to be consumed. We want to be consumed, Lord God. We want to be consumed by Your love, Lord God. We want to be consumed in Your presence, Lord God. We are Your burning ones. We are Your burning ones. We want to be consumed. By you, Lord God. And I declare, let this love be like a fire. Let our lives be like a flame. Fill our souls, Lord. Fill our souls with your desire, Lord. And let our passion bring you fame. Lord, I just speak that again. Let this love be like a fire, Lord. Let our lives be like a flame. Fill our souls, Lord. Fill it. Lord, Holy Spirit, all that You are. Holy Spirit, all that You are. Fill us with Your desires, Lord. Fill us. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up to overflowing. And let our passion bring You fame. Lord, give us people that we can say, You see Jesus? Mm. You see Him right here? Here. Come closer. Come closer. Because when you're closer, you're going to be consumed. You're going to be consumed. Those things of the world are going to become dim. The things of the world are going to become dim. So, Lord, just stir up our hearts for You. Stir it up, yeah. Lord. Let Your love consume us, Lord. Yes, God. Let Your love consume us, Lord. Yes, God. Captivate our gaze yes, by, by the blazing yeah. eyes of Your desire, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just lift our eyes, Lord. We just lift up our eyes to You right now. We lift yeah. up our heads,
0: Lord. Let's just lift our You are our the hands. lifter
1: of our heads, Lord I know I Lord, might feel God.
0: uncomfortable to some people, but just pretend someone's mm. got a gun at your back if you have to. Mm. Just lift up our hands to the Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. We are desperate for You, Lord. We are desperate for You, Lord God. And we set our eyes on things above. We set our eyes on You, Lord God. We fix our eyes on things above, Lord God. Consume us in Your presence, Lord. Reveal Yourself to us Mm. more. Reveal Yourself Mm. more, Lord. More. More. More.
0: More. 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 Fill our hearts with burning passion, God. Fill our hearts with burning passion for You, God. Draw us in, God, to the secret place. The secret place where You dwell, O God. Dwell in us, Your temple, O God. Fill each person, God. Fill them. Fill them, God. Fill them, God. Fill them, God. Fill them, God. 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 Yes, Lord.
1: And Lord, right now, we Mm. just say today, We surrender afresh. We surrender our lives to You one more time. Mm. Again today. Lord, afresh today. Mm. Today's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day, Lord. And we say, Lord, take it all. Take all of us, Lord. We pour it out, Lord. We say we don't want to hold nothing back. We want to hold nothing back, Lord. We choose today afresh Mm. that You are are our passion. Mm. You are obsession. You are our desire. And we say Mm. all our lives, everything is yours, Lord God. We give it to you. We give it to you, Lord. Yeah.
0: Just grab either your spouse or your friend's hand next to you or something. And let's just declare this together. Tomorrow,
1: about this time,
0: time, things things are going to change. Tomorrow, 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 about about this time, time... Things are going to change. change. One more time. Tomorrow, Tomorrow, about about this time, time, things things are going to change. change. Amen.
1: Thank you, Lord. Lord.
0: (laughs) Wow. Alright, so come forward if you need prayer for healing. Or you're that person I was speaking of. Please come up here.